And welcome back, fourth and long fans. It's your AFL correspondent, Coach Donnie Hest here, back with another interview series here. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have to be honest, this is one of the most anticipated ones I was looking forward to. Miss Rosanna, how are you doing, lady? Ooh, <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. You're glad to be here. So like I always like to do to start off my interviews, we like finding out just a little bit about the, the person that I'm interviewing before we get into the, the fun part that is the footy. I know you are AFL obsessed, so I think this is going to be awesome. So I will let you have the floor. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, I guess I'm a New Yorker that isn't currently in New York right now. So my boyfriend and I are currently working remotely. We're just kind of touring the States. Um, we left at the height of the pandemic in the city because it was a little bit scary. And I think it's, I call it our version of the on the run tour. Um, but yeah, we are just enjoying our time away and just kind of isolating with a little bit more space. Um, I am a stylist and a consultant, so it's been really great that I've been able to fortunately work remotely, uh, but I guess travel music and footy are just my obsessions and my passions, and so um, I don't really know what more there is. I, I just love talking about footy. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so we'll flip to it, and that's a great transition. So I got to ask a, a, a young lady in fashion gets into foot. I mean, how did you find footy? I always say that I went down the rabbit hole in 2016. So my boyfriend actually introduced me to the sport. It was the Anzac Day game, I think. And he just at the time we were hanging out, he wanted to just check on his team. So he asked, do you mind if I just check this on TV? I just want to check and see how they're doing. I think he had a feeling it wasn't going well, but he turned it on and I was just instantly, I think it was just the ultimate ADHD moment. It was really chaotic. I had no idea what was happening. I was like, is this a sport and where is it being played? Because there were so many people. I was really distracted by the field shape itself because it's ovular and I had never seen that before. So I was really confused, honestly. And I think the continuity of the game really threw me off. And after about 10 minutes, his team was getting slaughtered. Um, he snapped it off when I was starting to get comfortable with, oh, I know where the ball is now. Okay, I can see where it's moving. So um, after that, I think late May 2017 is when I really started to watch for myself. And now I'm a full convert, like just fully down the rabbit hole. It is all footy all the time, if I could have it my way. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> an awesome story and the fact that you, your boyfriend got you into it too that's that's absolutely awesome and I think it's always good when you can have a relationship when you you can both enjoy some things that unfortunately my wife is not a huge sport person but I got to admit I'm getting her into footy she's already said she wants to go see a Swans game with me um, which I'm thoroughly looking forward to so so I mentioned my club and, and I've listened to your podcast before so I know but for those of you that have for those that have not heard I got to ask, what's your club? I'm a supporter. <laughs> the Essendon Bombers, the Dons, the, the, the black and red. Got to say, that is awesome. That, oh, is, that is awesome, awesome. So I got to ask, um, 
AFL obsessed. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this question, but I got to ask, how would, how would you describe your fandom? Are you the, the get up at 2.30 or 1.30 in the morning to watch your game live? Or, or can you sleep in and watch it the next day on the Watch AFL app? On the spectrum, I, I'm pretty obsessed. If it's an Essendon game, I'm watching it live at all hours of the night. It doesn't matter what time zone. I'm going to be there to support them. And I will watch the game all the way through, even when it gets pretty painful, because that's been happening <laughs> since my time as a supporter and a member. Um, I am really looking forward to the season that's approaching. I'm really looking forward to our 150th next year. Um, I mean, I even know like our motto, which I think when I told my boyfriend, he was like, I don't even know the motto, <laughs> babe. It's a little bit crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I really just love everything about the team. We have a pretty big history. There's been a lot of personalities at the club. So just diving into that and getting to know everything about it has just been, I think, a bonus on top of the fact that I just love watching the games too. So <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So I, so I got to ask, and, and for a few people, this is always one of the more difficult questions. Do you have a favorite player on the team currently? And you kind of said it, have you dove into the, the long history of the Essendon Bombers? And do you have a player from the past that's your favorite? Oh gosh, you know, it's so hard to pick a current favorite because I really do adore so many members of the team. I mean, Hurls, uh, Michael Hurley, I really love, he's just a big bear. I mean, there's no way that you could support the team and not love him. I think Andy McGraw, um, Pidge, he's a really great leader for the club and hopefully a future captain. Um, hands down though, even though I love a lot of the people that have played for our team, we've had some really great players. I mean, 93, just we've had really great coaches, but hands down, Joe Watson is my absolute favorite. and. I think an example of just my obsession <laughs> would be, so our club, as did a lot of clubs, they did a pandemic podcast called the 4x5 Pod, like working through it. And I stayed up until three in the morning to call internationally. And they actually spoke to me. So it was our CEO and Joe Watson was one of them. And Herdy um, was the other player. And I just got to talk to them and it was insane. So um, yeah, that was just, <laughs> I mean, that may be an example of the obsession. I don't know if that's like a good or bad thing. <laughs> totally geeking out, I bet. And that, that, that would be awesome. That'd be like the equivalency of me calling in and getting like, oh man, getting like Kirk, getting Goodsy and getting Buddy Franklin all in one conversation. That's, that's absolutely yeah. insane. And that's really, really cool. And you're not the first person to say they called it to Australian <laughs> radio. I know Gil, when I talked to him, he said the same thing. I thought that was really, really cool. I don't know if I'm that, I don't know if I really want to spend the, the extra charges to call Australia at this present point, but it, we, we won't go. Lot. I was actually on hold because they, well, first when I called them, I think the person who answered kind of the person who is just deciding whether or not this is like the screener. you know someone to put yeah the screener i think they thought i was a wrong number <laughs> and like almost like what do you want you know and i'm like no this is i'm calling because i want to be i want to be able to ask a question and i honestly didn't even want to be on the air i just wanted to be able to talk to them but i was mm -hmm. on hold for probably 45 minutes to an hour so it was a really long call but yeah 
<laughs> totally, but totally worth it though. But totally worth it. You got to say that. So I know um, I, I, we go through this as we, we, we've kind of had some talks about this uh, over the last couple of years as, as I've listened to your podcast and we've, we've had some communications, but I got to ask uh, for my listeners here is what were your kind of thoughts on last year's Essendon Bomber season? Was, was it a good one? Was it a bad one? And then kind of what were your thoughts? You know, I think we always start off pretty bright-eyed. I always say very bushy-tailed. We're really raring to go. And then at some point in the season, we start to lose steam. And I think the latter half of the quarantine really got to our players. And I think that that's when everything just started to kind of fall apart. We also had a COVID scare, so that was part of it. I think it was really unfortunate there was no reserves team this year. So, you know, there wasn't an opportunity for our younger guys to really show anything. And, you know, I think the one bright spot was when Danaher came back from injury and he had a really phenomenal game. And so we were all just like, this is the hope that we needed. Um, but I have to say <laughs> that my favorite part of the year um, was actually at when I went to open training. So I went to open training in February last year when I was there. And I just, having access to those players was really cool. They opened up the club and it, they just happened to coincide with like a time when we were there and I was really excited. And I forced my boyfriend and we dragged someone else there. And it was the crappiest day in Melbourne. I'm telling you, it was umbrellas. It was pouring out and I think people may have been like, you're taking this a little too far, but I was just so excited to be at the hangar. And when I walked in, I just was like, this is the best day of my life. I was so excited to be there. And there were people standing around who just started laughing, definitely at me because it was just a really funny moment. But yeah, um, I think those are just kind of my highlights, but after the season too, I have to say it was really hard because I felt like everybody seemed to want to jump ship. Mm -hmm. So that's always a really hard thing to see. We had a lot of players leave and get traded and some that we knew about some that I think were a bit of a surprise. There may even be more that we have that plan to leave, you know, next season. So yeah, mixed, I guess it's like a mixed bag, you know? Yeah, and and to to go off kind of something that you talked about, and I'd love to get your opinion on this is with the 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 COVID scare. Um, I I kind of agree with what the the uh, I'm totally brain farting on the player that had the COVID scare. Oh my gosh, I'm totally Connor McKenna. <laughs> Connor McKenna, I knew, I knew you'd know. Um, kind of your opinion. Do you, do you really think that the 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 media in Australia kind of really made that to where I think that's the reason why Connor McKenna went back home to Ireland. You know, I think he had already struggled with being homesick as a player because, you know, he's from another country and I think the quarantine didn't help, but I think it was just confusing because he seemed to have a positive, but then it was a negative and then it seemed to be ultimately a negative and, and then we had to quarantine another player of ours, which took him out of the running for best 22. So that was really tough. Um, but I think that everything kind of rained down on him specifically. And I don't know if maybe he felt like he was some kind of an example, but it must have been really hard to have that level of magnification in such a tough. And then he was just left kind of on his own. So I really feel for him. He 
was always one of my favorite players for the club. So I was really, really sad to see him go. Um, and I think he's doing something now that's sport related, but I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't, you know, the ultimate thing that pushed him out, but it certainly didn't help. Yeah. And I, I think the other thing too, is he, he took a lot of, he took a lot of heat because I think he went to some kind of like house viewing or something to that effect. And, and a lot of people were like, well, that's where he probably picked it up. And, and it was, you could definitely tell the Melbourne media kind of jumped on him a lot more than I think, I think maybe if he had been in Australia it might not have been as bad, but the fact that they had, well, did he bring it from Ireland? Yada, yada, yada. There was just so much like the negative, the negative feedback that he was getting from the media, I, I really think kind of pushed him. And I agree. He had, he had said he was feeling homesick and, and he wanted to go back and play Gaelic with his, with his, with his County and all that. So I, I really felt bad for him. I'm, I'm hoping that he finds peace going back home in Ireland. It, it's sad because he is, he was such a great player. He was one of my favorites, him and McDonald tip and Woody are two of my favorites and the Essendon bombers. They're always so much fun to watch. Um, so, so we had kind of discussed pre- previously before, um, kind of Joe Danaher leaves the, the off season was kind of good and bad. It had, it had its sad things. It had its good things. I mean, what kind of, what are your thoughts on their off season? Do you think that the team has improved? Is it still kind of yet to see? I mean, I know you were really, really excited with some of their draft picks that they brought in. So it's like kind of what, what are your thoughts on their off season? I think, First and foremost, I'm really interested in seeing where Truck, our coach, um, Ben Rutten, is planning to take us because having the two coaches where he kind of is in the shadow, I feel like now there's no strings attached and, you know, the training wheels have come off. So I'm really interested in seeing where he's planning to lead us because I don't really feel like I know his coaching style at all yet. And I'm really I guess interested in seeing, you know, how he's going to utilize the team that he has. I think we had a really strong draft, um, but it was the first time we had three top 10 picks ever. So it was really exciting. Um, Archie Perkins was a really great scoop and I think he looks ready to go. So I'm not expecting instant impact either, but I think that, you know, hopefully Maddie Rawl is ready to go, you know, so I'll take a big bodied mid. Um, I'm, interested in Zach Reed also because he's being compared to Harris Andrews as a key defender and you know that's really great he's really agile he's got really great movement and good disposal but I'm most interested in um, our other pick um, Nick Cox because I think just he could really be anything Mm -hmm. you know and I think that those are the most exciting Um, I think he's literally on the wing right now but just it's really exciting to see their careers from the time that they make their debut and I'm just I don't know how we're gonna fare this season I have to admit I'm cautiously optimistic because I really am always excited when we start off like I said ready to go and we seem to have it more together and not too much injury but it really kind of, we'll just have to see, you know. <laughs> Definitely for sure. And I think Arch, Archie Perkins was one of the more intriguing guys in your draft because I know he had a <laughs> little bit of drama because he was asked in an interview, would he, would he mind going to an out of Victorian team? And he said no. 
and it, it really kind of caused a little bit of a firestorm with some people so i think he was super excited when the bombers picked him up but he he's a character so i i'm really looking forward to see see how he does i i hope that he he has a great season uh because of the fact that he, he's such an interesting individual i i loved his interview at the draft i thought that was really good um i'm i i agree i think that the Essendon Bombers had a really good draft having six, seven, and eight right in a row. Um, I think they did really, really well. It kind of it's kind of sad to see the Danaher name leave Essendon, but I think in the long run, I think his time, I think he he wanted a new challenge. He he just wasn't getting his body right. I, I think Essendon made a good choice on that one. Now I think the question will be is some of the older players, do they stay? Do they stick around? Kind of what's going to go on there. So you, you, the team's in flux, but I think the building blocks are starting to go there for Essendon. It, it may not be a finals campaign, unfortunately, but I, I think there, there's going to be a lot of good things going down in Bomberland. Honestly, I think the, the building blocks are there. So, um, so, uh, Kind of transitioning from that, um, due to as, as of recording, the first game of AFLW has already happened. And I know we, we've already discussed before we hopped on that you have turned off all notifications because no you watch it. No spoilers. <laughs> I've, I've already told you no spoilers. But um, as, as, as a Bomber supporter, unfortunately, they do not have their own AFLW side. Um, but where, are you planning on keeping an eye on the entire season? And it kind of, as, as a woman who's a massive footy fan, how excited and how how giddy are you that the women's league is getting stronger is getting better it's the fifth season and it's only getting stronger yeah i mean as a woman in sport i think the representation is so important and i think that especially for future gens i think it's just great um to have that and Unfortunately, like you said, we are one of the four. I know your team also are one of the four that doesn't have an expansion team. So I'm very much looking forward to the day when we have one and they will have a huge membership of support in the entire club because we're such a big club and we love that. But yeah, I kind of get to support everyone. So it's really nice. Um, I'm definitely going to watch. Um, it's been really interesting to see because it's kind of come into play since I've been watching. So and it's gotten better with each. Um, and I know everyone always mentions Danny Marshall, but you know, it's so great to have an American over there and um, just kind of like in Mason. So we can kind of enjoy that also. But yeah, I'm really excited to see what the season will bring. Um, I'm watching that game later. So I don't. You would definitely, um, <laughs> definitely enjoy me Message me once you get done with it and let me know what you think. Okay, I will. It, it, is, it is worth the watch. I watched it this morning. It was absolutely, it, it was a really good game. Um, so this is one of my favorite questions. This is always one of the last questions I ask. And I love hearing the differences of everybody's answers just because it is so cool to hear what, what's kind of their favorite. What is your favorite game that you have ever seen? Whether it's a Don's game or not, it's up to you. What is your favorite game of footy you've ever seen? I mean, I think without question, Anzac Day, 2019 and I will be the only Essendon supporter <laughs> that will say this but I actually saw the game in person so um, it was an amazing I mean just being at the G which is like my favorite place on earth um, was so overwhelming and so 
I went over there specifically to watch that game, but I did see a couple of other games while I was there. But the ceremony beforehand was incredibly moving, just profoundly, like deeply. It was just the way that they did all of their, um, I don't want to say pageantry, but their honoring of their servicemen. It was just a beautiful um, ceremony and celebrating their, you know, indigenous population too. And it was just an amazing, it's the best game I think I've ever seen and the best sports experience I've ever had in my life. Um, and even the lead up to it too, when everybody has their scarves on and they're walking to the G because we also walked there. Just, I've never seen that kind of hype, even in American sports. It isn't the same um, as everyone kind of wearing their jerseys and they wear their Guernseys. It just isn't the same. It was very much like a Harry Potter moment for me. And it was so that hands down is the best game I've ever seen. It was a really close game too. It was a really good game. I love back and forth, really, really close games. Um, we lost by four points. So, I mean, it was really fun um, to see live and just to see the team. But on TV, I would say the other best game I've ever seen would have to be um, the grand final of 2018. I think um, that was an amazing, again, another back and forth, just really great, really exciting. You really, it could have gone either way. And I love games like that. So those are probably the two I'd have to pick. Yeah. It, the 2018 grand final tends to be, that has been a very popular one on this. And, and I remember when I was doing our grand final preview, uh, our, our, we were doing our finals preview and, and when I was talking with Ross. I, I brought up the fi my five favorite grand finals and that was number two um just just because of how awesome that that game was i remember watching it and it was so back and forth and the fact that i think a lot of americans love that mason cox was in the game but west coast looked really really good and it that was just so much fun and then later hearing the story about how dom both dom sheed and ryan were both supposed to come off the ground <laughs> before just before they had his mark and then a kick to Sheed and then Sheed kicks the game winner. So it's just the crazy kind of timing things that I saw in one of the, the documentaries about, about the, the Eagles winning that one. So that is, that is definitely an awesome game. Well, I have to say, Rosanna, this has been absolutely an amazing conversation. It's great to finally chat with you. I know we've had so many conversations via instant, via Twitter, um, but uh, I, I want to take this opportunity to, to let you talk about your podcast, the AFL Obsessed Podcast. I love it. It is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I look forward to it whenever it hits in my inbox. So I will let you kind of talk about your podcast and then any kind of other social media to maybe some more Bombers fans can uh, get a hold of you. Sure. Well, honestly, I started a podcast just because I love the sport so much and I didn't have anyone to talk to about it and beyond my boyfriend. And I was honestly just looking for a community. I didn't realize there were so many of us at the time or even where to look, but I was just, I just love the sport so much. I wanted to talk about it and really talk to anybody who was willing to talk to me about it. So that's kind of where that came about. Um, and yeah, I'm still continuing it. We've been traveling and I'm still recording. So it's been really interesting, all the spaces that I, I'm always recording in the corner of a room or in a weird bedroom or in a kitchen and just, um, yeah, it's really become a really great, everybody in the footy community is so welcoming and so 
generous and just gracious and so wonderful. And it's been really great sharing the sport with people that are just like us, you know, wherever they may live in the world. So um, yeah, it's just AFL Obsessed if you want to find me. Um, and AFL Footy Obsessed at Gmail if you ever want to chat. Um, I have some people that just kind of email me and AFL Obsessed on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Awesome. It, it, it definitely, it is worth, it is worth a listen. Um, I love, I love this lady's, her bubbly personality definitely comes out not only in this interview, but definitely in her conversation is one of the things that I absolutely love. And she's got a great point of view and she's had some really, really cool um, kind of starlights and the way she kind of runs it. And, and one that recently she just did a good friend of hers who is not a footy fan. If you want to enjoy a great conversation and a lot of laughs, definitely listen to this. Mr. Tunde, definitely. If he, if he hears this, um, I love his Falcon. Um, that's the little tease on that. I love his ex explanation of a Falcon. That was absolute gold. I, I almost fell out of my chair laughing so hard, but it was absolutely awesome. Thank you so much. The pleasure was all mine. I mean, it's so great to just chat with you finally, but also just about footy. <laughs> Definitely for sure. So definitely for sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to be it again, Rosanna. Thank you again so much for hopping on. Um, it, it's been amazing to actually be able to chat with you besides a, a Twitter. I am occasionally here. So that's awesome. Um, fourth and long fans. This has been an awesome, another conversation. Uh, you guys have a good night.